Oh, well, hi, Jared. This is the fringe. Oh, when he said he'd be right back, he meant... <laughs> I thought you meant you were going to physically be right back to your computer, but you meant you were leaving the I left, call. Yeah, I left the call because um, Chrome opens it in a new window that's not in the in the tab control. So I copy the URL, close the window, and open a new tab. Gotcha. Paste, uh-huh. Hit enter, etc. Also, I I, record, I started recording Fringe. If you Same. weren't already, hi Fringe. What are we even recording about again? I forget. Uh, this is uh, decluttering your digital life. Ah, right. This is the extra dimension number forty-one. Do you have a show notes link for me? I could also. Yeah, I can. I can get that to you, good buddy. I can also look it up, but Paste. if, you, if you had it open already, you know, copy link. A click, click, click. Oh, shush, Slackbot. I don't click, care. Click, 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 click. All right. Oh, one of my one of my students today uh reminded me that like in in android at least you can set like different notification sounds for your different apps yeah um and then and and i discovered you know as i was looking into this further that you can set different notification sounds for different categories of notifications within within one app um which is freaking fantastic and so i went down the rabbit hole of like oh yeah i want to find all the things that like in my mind i would categorize as somebody directly sending me a message uh so like slack discord hangouts gmail twitter dms but not twitter at mentions you know like and and finding all of those things and setting them all to have a different notification sound than my like system default hmm. that'd be an interesting concept i have no idea if that relates to decluttering your life but that's something that i did today decluttering ian's mind <laughs> and of course because it's me the notification sound that i selected for all of these these things that i consider to be like messages is the hangouts notifications oh you would you would <laughs> And I'm definitely I'm gonna need to make sure that I like grab a sound file of that so that when Hangouts is all gone, uh, I can still use it. Can you explore the app bundle on your Android phone and? Um, Hopefully, I mean, also I'm sure that I can just like do a Google search and find an MP3 download or something that somebody has somewhere. Yeah. So, is there any particular? angle of the of this decluttering topic that like interested you um because i know like 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 ryan's angle was i don't have files uh brandon i think i'm I'm hoping that i can get him on to be like the uh like like segmenting different parts of your life onto different devices because i know he was talking about that recently on twitter um bailey is going to be uh uh uh, backups because international backup awareness day Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, I haven't really thought about this too much, but I would say I'm category. I think I would categorize myself as almost everything I have is synced in some way. Okay. Um, and mostly through just my workflows. Um, namely, like music is an Apple Music or iTunes Match. Photos are in Apple Photos and iCloud. Um, <clears throat> any coding things are nearly all on github and so or some git repository so i push commits up there fantastic um, so you're like the everything in its place yes and and i yeah. do have a media server with a ton of files but i, I know that well <laughs> but the the even the files that aren't exposed through plex are in a folder structure that i usually can find pretty well there are there's definitely room for improvement and i have been meaning to look through that at some point for years now but um, there's not tons of stuff um, and I have mm-hmm. all of that like just personal backups um, backed up to backblaze as well so if my NAS were to die I wouldn't lose everything just all the media yeah which I've I've debated about ways of backing that up too but it gets really expensive and uses <laughs> yeah. a lot of bandwidth yeah. so you know actually what I what I should probably do is just buy a few 10 or 12 terabyte hard drives and just copy stuff onto it and then just bring it to my parents' house and let it sit in the drawer. Yeah. And then like every of... few months just buy another or 
I don't know, every, you know, a 10 terabyte for all of the, the first copy over and then just note the date of when I did that. And then, uh, six months later, get another hard drive, put everything that's new since then, bring it to my parents' house. Why not just, why not just grab the original hard drive that you brought to your parents' house and then, you know, wipe it and that's put true, that's a true. new copy Yeah, I guess, you know, a 10 terabyte hard drive would hold everything. So, hmm. How much is a 10 terabyte hard drive? They're not cheap, I know. <laughs> it's probably four or 500. No, not that much. Let me see. Oh, like 250, 280. Wow, that's really cheap. That's like just a little over $100 more than the four terabyte hard drives I have in my NAS. That doesn't scale. <laughs> uh. hmm. You know, that's not a bad idea. It's just what I don't want is if something were to happen and I had to rebuild the whole thing and I had all my data on a single hard drive, would that hard drive be able to survive a bunch of copying to it once, sitting somewhere for months or years, occasionally getting more to it, and then suddenly reading the entirety of the disk? Because that puts some strain on it, you know? If you're reading from mm-hmm. a disk continuously for three days straight or something? Yeah, so I mean, I guess I guess you could... Uh... You you could just not do it all at once, you know. True. You could you could go okay. I'm going to copy the stuff that I had on this particular NAS drive. This is sounding weirdly close to like NASCAR and talking about driving NASCAR car NASCAR. <laughs> Who wants to do that? <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm uh completely unrelated if you look at the i think it's the work channel on our nexus slack Mm -hmm. um someone put out a package that like most of modern front-end tools depend on that broke and um okay i i linked one issue to another in one repository to another and now i'm like getting emails every few minutes with someone else commenting (laughs) and i'm just refreshing the tabs i'm trying to submit a bug report to some library i use at work and I was trying to like, I'm like, create a new repository. I'm like, clean slate, just fresh install. And it broke. I'm like, what is going on? I was pulling my hair out a little bit. And then I checked the GitHub repository and someone had created an issue like 30 seconds earlier with that issue. I'm like, oh, okay, me too. And that's been the last half an hour for me. <laughs> I, uh, I I was considering today as I was working with uh, one of the students in robotics on, you know, the the code that, that runs the robot. Um I was like, yeah, we definitely need to like back this up and, you know, like, like have some sort of version control. Do I want to, do I want to go through the effort of like trying to teach them proper Git, like, like protocol? Mm, Nah, we're just going to install Google Drive on this computer (laughs) and synchronize everything to the the Google account that, that the robotics team has. Hmm. Yeah. Teaching Git isn't the most simple thing. No, especially when we're simultaneously trying to wrap our heads around LabVIEW, and it's like, what, this arcane BS. What are you frowning at there? Um, nothing. I'm just, I'm typing a tweet. (laughs) Before, yeah, <laughs> typos. He looks angry typos. when he tweets. <laughs> I love this because, like, the screen that you're looking at as you're typing is the one that's directly below the webcam. So I feel like you're frowning. And at no, me. the the new composed tweet window was was literally uh, over your face, <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> oh God, damn it! I have a typo. Hold on. <sighs> See, this is why. I, I had typos in it, and I deleted those, and then I still had a typo. Released is not rebased. Maybe it's because you were talking about Git. <laughs> there we go. Tweeted. Yep, and I kn- I the, the tweet means nothing to me, because I don't know what AJV is. I don't really either. It's some JSON serializer or something i don't know it's a tool that like some some core front-end libraries that tons and tons of tools use depend on Mm -hmm. 
the fastest JSON schema validator. Oh, yeah. Schema validator. Okay. So I think like ESLint, which is a, a code linter, uses it. And like a lot of packet packages have um, you know, configuration files. And so they might use AJV mm-hmm. to make sure that the configuration file that the user has created is a valid one. So instead of... Okay. So you can beforehand say, oh, your configuration file doesn't conform to the standards. Mm-hmm. AJV is a tool you would use to validate something like that. And it's written 99% in JavaScript. Like all good tools. <laughs> I wonder. So the the 1% of it that's not written in JavaScript, I wonder, is that just like the the MD files, the readme, and the license and stuff? Um, what's the rest? Oh, other? Yeah, probably. A few, probably a few shell files. Let's look through here. I'm a not few actually JSON that. files. That might be other. Yeah, Markdown is probably... A lot of it. JST. I don't know what that is. That would be another file. In the lib dot file or directory, there's a bunch of JST files. I don't know. Maybe some YAML, plain text. Yeah, I saw I saw at least one. YAML. YAML. What a fun thing to say. Yeah. Mole. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Alright, um so I don't what what do you want what do you want from me for this episode? Do we, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think we can, yeah, we can probably drill down into, like, what what is your philosophy around, like, you know, like, how do you, how do you decide where things go? Because, cause, you know, everything in its place, but, like, where is its place? Do you want me to type anything so. out, or should I just kind of spew? Dude, it is totally up to you. I'll just spew, so if you just want to carry that conversation going. I can start by giving an overview cool. about how I manage things and um if you have sure. thoughts on okay. that i so don't know if that's me, easier uh, for you or me or, and that's that's easier for me but i don't know what you would prefer you think i have a process i don't know <laughs> you're the mighty ian sure yeah. <laughs> you put out well-organized podcasts i think uh when they're by the time they're released i don't know how you get there the, <laughs> um yeah before before they get up there there are a bunch of uh, little one megabyte files that like who knows what those are about oh the audacity recording okay yeah the audacity projects yeah Hmm. i am just i'm so afraid that like one of these days google drive is just going to like accidentally delete a few of the one megabyte chunks from a project and then like and I'll have no way of knowing which ones I need to get back, you know, because like they're they're somewhere in the history on Google Drive. But like, goodness gracious, how do I know which ones are the ones that I want? Yeah, that's that's difficult. Uh, OK, so at this point in the episode, I'll probably introduce that I'm going to talk to Brian Mitchell, who's a host of PodKit and he's a cool dude and he knows computer science. And um, and that's because. I wasn't really using it much, and it was another application I had to install on my computer, and it was pretty aggressive about file system changes, and so, or file system events, so um, mm-hmm. I took that off. Now, I do use Dropbox basically for one of multiple accounts that I sync my Fog of World exploration data to. Okay. Um, so that app, um, if anyone isn't familiar, I have a nice review on my website, brianm.me, of Fog of World 2 from a few years ago. Um, Did, didn't you also didn't you review Fog of War Fog of World on uh, Second Opinion? I back in I the don't day? remember. Maybe that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> like I feel like we did that, and then you were like, "Oh, I should put up a blog post as well." <laughs> you know that? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can look out for that. Um, and so that so does that mean out of curiosity, if if Fog of World is synchronizing stuff via your Dropbox? storage does that mean that you have to have the dropbox app installed on your phone in order for it to no it it is a client it is its own it has its own um that the dropbox sdk embedded in the app so i just sign in and give that app authorization to use my a folder in my dropbox account gotcha um and so i use that for sync i use both one or all three things i use OneDrive, dropbox and google drive to sync that just just in case just got to keep it all backed up (laughs) i used to use one uh 
uh, sorry, iCloud as well, but it was so much slower and eventually it got corrupted at one point and huh. um, their APIs just aren't as good. Um, the other thing I have in Dropbox is an Age of Empires 3 save game folder, which I have in the past simlinked out of my Dropbox into whatever on the file system that the game expects it to be. So if I'm playing, I can keep my like ridiculous LAN home city that's super leveled up because I've put way too much time into that synced around um though i haven't yeah i haven't gotten that working on my new mac yet because it's an old windows game yada yada whatever so oh yeah i have old like hackintosh and jailbreaking things in here um oh yeah there's the video folder of all like random school or not non-school related videos i've made with friends over the years um oh man i have a directory of ipod software files like i the OS install files for my iPhone four that are that were zipped up for being jailbroken already and ready to go. Uh-huh. That phone hasn't booted up in years, yet I still have these. Um, I have a zip file of Apple commercials all the way like every Apple commercial made up to twenty thirteen. Someone I follow on Twitter made that and I downloaded it. Um um, there are other things on my NAS that I don't back up and I don't have any sort of redundancy other than the fact that my NAS is RAID 6, which means that up to two drives can die without having any data loss. And that I've lost one drive last fall that I had to replace. So it was in a degraded state for a little while. And that helps with just having two kind of redundancy drives as well. Sorry, not redundancy drives. Um, I don't know what the term is. Not, you know, you can have one die and you're not going to lose data. And it helps with read and write performance a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the final thing I have using with this NAS is it is a networked time machine backup. So my MacBook Pro is backed up over the network to my NAS via time machine. So I also have any file on my computer except the directories that I have marked as um, don't pack this up. Um, it will have a snapshot of every file there from any time my computer is plugged in on power it'll do it back up that does local ones too i don't know so that just in case i've never really needed to use it occasionally like once maybe twice a year i'll go oh what file was this and i'll pull something that wasn't my downloads folder for a while that i had deleted and maybe i wanted to look at it again that's happened once or twice before mm-hmm. there's a much lower chance of failure for at least disk related issues you know Oh no, my hard drive crashed. Isn't really a thing I have to worry about anymore, except in my NAS, but that's pretty low, you know, isolated to the one device. So, right, right, nice. Um, and I and I try to use my NAS more now for sharing files. So instead of even Dropbox, I could just throw it on the NAS and create a link. I can even create links on the NAS that will allow o- only one person to click on that, and then it's expired. I can have a link expire at a certain time. I can have it be. I can have it not be valid for a certain amount of time. So I can give it a date range. It's valid for number of Mm -hmm. clicks. I can require a user to use a password. I can create an account on my NAS for that user so they can log in and they'd only have access to something if they want to store anything on there as well. Um, Yeah. Let me tell you, listener, whenever we record episodes here on the nexus and then like one person has to send another person a file brian always comes up with the most creative ways to try to send files to other people uh hey i just try to use my nas for for podkit uh, ryan and brandon just drop their files on my server basically you know they just upload it there i think it's mm-hmm. it, it makes way more sense to me at least because why go through s3 or something which ryan ultimately pays for or google drive which is just I'm just going to delete it from there as soon as possible anyway. And it, that's just, you know, they have to upload to Google and then I have to download it from Google. Just let it go to my network already. And it's, it's right. You want, you want peer to peer. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I find that works pretty well. I've the web interface for that sometimes has problems. I've had issues with sending links to people. I don't know if it's a browser thing or a network thing, but it works like, 65 to 70% of the time, I'd say. So. Nice. Awesome. Uh, I feel like that's a, that's a good, like, 
It's like a nice little burrito. It's wrapped up <laughs> real nice. I do have a tortilla in my fridge. <laughs> I could just wrap my uh, face with that. Uh, I, what? I could wrap my face. I don't know. You, you're holding. Okay, so Ian was holding up his hand when talking about a burrito, and it was kind of in front of your face. Oh, was it? Was it next I'm to, sorry. So I'm like, oh, I have a tortilla. It could cover my face too. Sorry, random tangent. Um. Uh yeah, I so apparently Brian's like got a tortilla fetish. No, I'm just I'm just hungry. I haven't eaten in several hours. <laughs> the I guess the last place of things that I could talk about is my media server at home, which physic which physically ah, yeah. sits underneath the NAS. And basically there's no backup on that at all. <laughs> so the media server is the Plex, right? Plex runs on the media server, yes. But it mounts okay. it mounts I, I, the I d- um the directories that contain all of the media through um, SMB, which is the network protocol um, that the NAS exposes or one of them. And so the, f- the files physically sit okay, on so the, the NAS, but they're read over the okay. network from the media server. So huh. like the, okay. the Plex database and Plex library itself sits on a solid state in the media server in the Plex users mm-hmm. home folder, which is basically the entire solid state. So that's on a salt on a, different physical drive from the operating system and then all the media that the server uh will serve is read over a network mount on the media server and i've mounted them as read only plex does expose features that would let you like delete media from within the server itself i'm like mm-hmm. i don't want to deal with that so i just mount them as read only so if i try to like delete a movie or something in my plex server it'll say there's an error you know i don't remember what the error is I can, you know, lock that down more too, but I figured just read only. It's just viewing. It's not like manipulating. So what, what kind of device is this media server? Uh, This is just a a PC I built in like early, early, early 2015. Okay. Um, Okay. I think a Intel Core i5 4690K. Right on. So twenty yeah, gigs so it, of RAM so it is which a... isn't even needed at all, and a couple of solid oh, states in there. Oh goodness! <laughs> I, I bought sixteen, and, and then I got uh, four more for free from someone, and I have the slots on the motherboard, so why not? And it's just and it's running a full like desktop operating system, but it doesn't have like a a screen and a keyboard and mouse plug. Um, no, it. it runs. It's running CentOS seven in headless mode, so there's no there's no graphical user interface installed on it. It's ah, command okay. line only. Command line only. Um, and then you just SSH yep. into that. It's nice. it's a little overkill. I don't know. I've the Plex, uh, Plex can run on the NAS, and I've thought about moving it there. But the the processor in the media server is way better, and to do live transcodes, mm-hmm. I don't really want to do that in my NAS. That seems just kind of strange. So let each mm. device do what it's better at. Yeah, everything in its place. Yeah. There you go. There's the burrito Everything wrap. Everything in its place. Uh, this has been your ASMR decluttering your life podcast. Hold on. Let's try this again. Everything in its place. Is that better? The the fantastic. The, I put it. I put it in a the marker. Mouth, uh, the mouth. Mo- the the mouth noise. The yeah mm-hmm. please edit that part out <laughs> <laughs> I, this is this is prime fringe content oh, uh, right yeah here. it's prime fringe content oh god that's the one thing one thing that i hate the most about the process of like editing an audiobook is listening to myself drink water because yeah exactly that sound it's it's it sounds so normal when it, I'm inside my own body, like hearing it happen. But when I just hear it through the headphones, it's, it's not the, the same worst. way. Yeah, no. <laughs> and when I'm editing a normal podcast episode, like I'll be drinking while you are talking, so I can't hear myself go. Yeah. Huh. Uh, okay. Cool. So now <laughs> I have at least I have like two different markers in here saying, "I guess we started." No, wait, here's the real start. And then I have two different ones here at the end that say end. Oh, no, wait. Everything in its place. Now it's the real end. The real, real end. Real end, final. Real end, final, final. Real, (laughs) real, final, final end.
Version two. Version. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I think there's an XKCD about that. Oh yeah, I'm yeah I'm sure there is. <laughs> and that's when you teach people about version control. And Git is there to save the day. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I don't really have anything else I, to say about this topic. So. Yep. I, me neither. I I feel like we've solidly been in the the end part of the fringe for you know a, a couple minutes. So. Agreed. <laughs> uh. Okay. So let me. Let me stop that, and then I can put it in the Google Drive. Um, Am I saying bye, oh yeah, fringe? Did you, uh, yeah, I think we can bye say fringe. bye, fringe. Of course, the fringe will probably go on because there's going to be several Hi, people. Later, in fringe. fringe. Bye, in our buck. Bye, Andrew Bailey. In the words of Ryan. Oh wait, let me let me say that again for the recording. Oh look, it's Orion. I can hear you, but okay. now you're frozen. What? You you, you were frozen. I don't know. Am I still frozen? No, nope, no, nope, nope. you're moving now. Good, good. Okay. The I get. I mean, the important part is uh, is my voice moving? Your voice is moving. Good. It'll move you to tears. It could. It could do that. So I double checked it this time. Audacity is using the <laughs> ATR twenty one hundred microphone. <laughs> uh, you know, that's it happens to everybody. Yeah, I. I know exactly when the last time that it happened to me was. It was when I guested on Double Issue with uh, Daniel and Quentin. Yeah. And and you know after the recording, I was you know getting ready to send him the file, and I and listened like, to a little no. bit of it. And I'm like, shit, this is so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The nice thing, the nice thing about it this time is that like since it's a chapter of the audiobook, I can just re-record it. Right. The annoying thing about it is that then I had to go and re-record it. Yeah, yeah, I, I can understand that, and I, you can't, you can't do anything about it. It just happens. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will I, say I, that if you do use an advanced program like Reaper, mm-hmm. and you have uh, what is this thing called? Um, uh, like the digital, the Focusrite thing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you have no choice but to use one of the known like actual audio inputs, like the webcam that I'm talk watching you from, or you're watching yeah. me from doesn't even get listed here it's not an option in reaper really yeah it doesn't exist interesting yeah huh so i guess that could be a benefit um i i know exactly why i made that mistake last weekend too it was because like it was the first time that i was using these headphones plugged directly into the sound different microphone well no like i i had gotten into the habit of like before i really start things like you know kind of just tap the the microphone a little bit to make sure that like that that's the one that's making sound and i did that while i was wearing the headphones but i wasn't looking at audacity yet Yeah. yeah and so like i like in my mind i had done the check Right. But I hadn't actually done the check. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's tricky. Microphones, how do they work? I don't know. I'm still getting used to the waveforms in this program. I'm still getting used to everything. <laughs> but, you know. I do. It's not the end of the world. It's, I've only read this chapter like three times now. That's good. <laughs> uh, do we want to do a time.is? We should do that. Let me click the button here. Okay, I got the button. Do you have it like bookmarked or something? I do have it bookmarked, but nice. it's funny because the bookmark is it's it saves its time in its title bar thing. So oh. it's time dot is oh seven twenty two p.m., which must have been whenever we recorded some podcast like months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Okay, so you were sounding kind of choppy there for a moment. Hopefully, that isn't affecting things on my end. Hmm. What? I don't know. I've I've become rather suspicious of my computer recently because like one time I went to edit a chapter of the of the audiobook and it was just like weird like like dropped frames and stuff and I'm like what oh. is like what happened here? That doesn't uh, sound so good. I can only assume that like, you know, the the CPU was under such extreme load at the time that, you know, I don't know, Which maybe is insane. What could it be doing? It, it, it could be that like I had just recorded a different episode or a different chapter right beforehand and uh Google Drive was busy synchronizing a bunch of small 1 megabyte files. So it's it, it that could be, but it would seem more likely that it isn't the CPU that's pegged. It would mm-hmm. seem like it's IO the hard pegged. drive. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should look at that. I wonder what the what's my hard drive doing right now. Yeah, but that wouldn't affect that. That was just the Hangouts audio that I was hearing just now. Okay, that's good. That yeah. that also could just be Hangouts being weird. Yeah, my discs are pretty quiet right now. There's I a French title. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yep. There. Wow, I have a lot of storage devices attached to this computer. <laughs> right. So I just bought another 512 drive for the server that I made last year but never hooked up. And I bought another 512 drive for this computer because Reaper makes random files. I don't know what they are. They're just they're there <laughs> and they're not big but they're th- there's a ton of them. Mhm. 512 um, SSDs, I assume. Yeah. Yep. Pretty good prices on those now. Good. Good, good. Um okay, do we want to clap at the at the minute? Okay. Oh, it wasn't a baby clap this time. <laughs> I'll never forget that time when I <laughs> when I went to like edit one of your solo episodes. Yeah. And I was just like, why is this track clipping at just two spots? <laughs> and I love my co- meta commentary. Ian, I'll figure it out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And you did. Oh, I did, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'm still not uh, super experienced with, like, trying to... Nice. There you go. With with this type of, like, episode structure where, in theory, I'm talking as the host for a few minutes before I, I get to one of these guests. Yeah. So, I don't know how I transition into one of these. So, let's make something up. Cool. <laughs> How serendipitous. <laughs> Not like it was planned at all. <laughs> Brandon's going to love it when he hears that. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. I feel like we went through these out of order, so now i got to read through them again and see if we missed anything. It's fine. What is order... Yeah, I feel like we hit everything that you had written down here pretty well. Um, was there anything anything else that was on your mind that we haven't touched on? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. What did, what did you, what did note, you do? Note to self, don't eat an entire pizza right before walking upstairs <laughs> to record a chapter of an audiobook and record like a 25 minute little thing with Ryan. <laughs> so bad. Oh my gosh. What will when will I learn? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well that was good. Yeah. That's fun. Um I am about to publish the uh what is that thing called? Oh, the IB. I- yes. Is the, oh, it, I don't want to Google search. Is the MP3 file up already? The file is up. Hey, let me grab that. Nope, I want PowerShell. And it's IB1 this time. Well, I don't have to care because PowerShell will do it for me. Wow. CD podcasts. TNTV download dot PS1. <laughs> I love every time I run this script and the first thing it says is downloading ATN 147. Oh, it's not oh, released. He's trying. <laughs> you could just take that out of the. I could, but like flow. You know, no, you can't actually. Can't I? Well, cause, I just I just remove. Because then, because because the, then nobody like I was gonna say like you could take it out of your local local copy. Yeah. Of the script. Yeah. Uh, it would almost be. Yeah, that script sucks. <laughs> like I really should just go and make a real one. I love how it says like like sleep for one point five seconds just to be nice. I think that's. Oh. I, I think it says that in a comment somewhere. That sounds like me. <laughs> um, I'm so used. To, so I, I, you know, like I haven't worked on the thing in a couple of weeks now, but I was getting pretty used to making a new episode for testing purposes, and it's like, whoa, this thing sucks now. Oh, hey, I have a question. Um, right. so you guys had like like three episodes or so of of in boot camp recorded before you released number zero right yep which means that like matt has been in boot camp for three weeks 
Two, uh, two or three yes. weeks. Yeah. So is the, sh- week. is the show always going to be like three weeks behind reality? Yeah. Okay. Well, until it, until it isn't. Like, I don't know, I get hit by a car again or get hit by a truck again or, I don't know, fall off a plane. I don't know. Like, something could happen and then it might use a free week. I'm ki- what? Uh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, like, it won't. Oh, I see what you're saying. Hmm. Like, so we have three buffer weeks, technically. Right, 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 right. I'm just thinking about this from, like, the, the like, uh, like, listener engagement, uh, uh uh perspective you know like well from their perspective they don't know right but that the difference is there well if somebody's if somebody's writing in about something that you talked about in episode one tomorrow then and then it takes you know two weeks for you guys to get back to them because like episodes two and three have already been nobody's gonna write anything and we would just talk to them on twitter like human beings yeah okay fine but that's so boring you mean real time and engaging and using the platform? Yeah, no, well, well, no. I want to use our platform. I don't want to use. I don't want to use Twitter's platform. Real time communication. Right. It's meant for semi-ephemeral rambling. That's true. That's why we invented the Reddit. And, oh boy! And by invented, I mean <laughs> just like um. <laughs> struggled to create a subreddit because it turns out you have to have a certain amount of karma before you can yeah, do that. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know how to use Reddit. <laughs> I've never posted anything on Reddit. I mean, I've left comments, but that's it. It was nice being able to like learn how to use Reddit before I actually got around to making my own personal account. You know, I was just yeah. because I was like using the Nexus TV's Reddit account for the sole purpose of like getting it enough karma so that it could start a subreddit and be in charge right. of that subreddit. That's so funny. <laughs> Like, did you need post karma or just kar- kar- karma, kar- comment karma? I th- I thought that there was only one type of karma. No, there's two. Oh, I'm I'm a real <laughs> pro at this redditing thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I do I do get a lot of upvotes on the podcasts uh, subreddit quite often. I feel good, good about that. Oh, I've, I ha- I had posted there in the past and. Sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's not. It's activities dead. So it depends. Yeah, when everybody's talking about Gimlet and Anchor getting uh, nah, <laughs> like I have to edit the slug to define the post number. I mean the episode number yeah. in this awful thing. Yep. What a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and and the crazy thing is that like. It's been seven years. Like, the crazy thing to me is that, okay, I can understand, like, I have to edit the slug in order for it to detect, like, what number it is. Okay, that seems reasonable. But, no, like, it's not. But, but the thing that blows my mind is that, like, okay, the, the slug also has the initials for the show itself. And yep. yet, if I don't go and check that box over on the side for, like, which uh-huh. category it's in, it has no yep. idea which feed to put this in. <laughs> No. So in the new system, it's a two-step process. You don't, like, when you make a sh- new episode, all you do is you give it a title, you give it, and you give it an, a series. You don't even pick the number when you make a show. The number oh. doesn't matter anymore. So the, so the CMS just field. generates the uh, number? Exactly. And it's a GUID internally. Um, how does that interact with uh, starting it with zero on some of them and starting with one on others? doesn't matter how does but well how do we specify maybe you just type a number in it's publishing order that the feeds get made in oh so you're saying that the number is no longer going to be a it it doesn't it's 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 no longer a back-end uh stored variable at all i mean it is it is stored but the number doesn't have anything to do with anything okay okay so in theory, you could have IB one A and one B. It'd be weird, but mm-hmm. you do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the feed is generated based on publishing date. Okay. What? Yeah, that's how feeds work. The feed is based on publishing date. Yeah. So the feed or the feed order. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Uh, okay. The first week. The titles of this show had better not just be. The first week, the second week, the third week. <laughs> no, 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 the, the, no, no, no. The, we start making good, 
the week no, before. No, no. <laughs> no, no, the uh, the current the week, the week after. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because we're three weeks behind. <laughs> From the future, in the well, past. Well, really, t- if we <laughs> if we were really making a really good commentary on this, it should have been boot camp, open square bracket, and then the week number as an index. Ah, uh huh. Nice. Uh huh. Yeah. Good thing we weren't doing that. Uh, that would have been awful. How do I use this thing? Uh, this could be like a. Uh, uh, what is it? A linked linked list where each yeah. uh, each episode points to the next episode. Oh, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> I guess it depends on how long it is until Matt uh, gets to data structures. Uh, I don't know if they do data structures in that class. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, you would hope so, but I don't know. Hmm. I, it fascinates me that like the um yeah the data structures class at Morris is the one where they throw us into java for the first time that is kind of funny yeah before that we were using a racket so i don't know like i like uh what the u did back when i went to school is they um oh oh the u being the university not the u being me yeah gotcha (laughs) the u uh the uh the u they used to do scheme which is equivalent to your racket and data structures was a separate class altogether Mm mm-hmm so I thought that was interesting. And then different instances of that class, uh, which is funny because instance and class are literally <laughs> overloaded words. My gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. I Every semester when I start my game design class and I'm talking about, like, adding objects into a game and I'm just, like, like dying inside because when I say objects, I don't mean objects. When I say objects, I just mean, like, things that are in the game world. <laughs> Yeah, but you know it's funny because it's overloaded. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and so different instances of the data structures class, some would involve actual programming and others wouldn't. And it was I I found that to be very frustrating because then the, then the there there's a significant learning difference there. Like programming mm-hmm. actually matters. Turns out. <laughs> um, is there gonna be a fringe for the boot camp one? Nope. Okay, cool. Nope. I, I don't know where it went. Can't even begin to even think about how to figure it out. Just, I there might be a fringe for three, and there probably will be one for three. Well, okay, that's that's more weeks next away week. than I can think about. No, one, num- one week away. No, number two is, is next week. Oh, crap. How do numbers work? <laughs> Off by one. <laughs> uh, I, did, I do get to tell did my students three? that, like... I'm pretty sure I did. Um, yes, I did. I, I do get to touch on the fact that, like, yeah, in computer science, we start counting at one, uh, and I don't want to get into why that is right now. <laughs> Wait, what? Because uh, there's, there's like, one in computer pl- science, we start counting at zero. Or Did I say one? Wow, I'm an yep. idiot. Yeah, no, I meant zero. See, off by one. I was thinking That's about... That's joke. That was recorded, and we need to put that right at the front of the show. You can't prove it. I. <laughs> You're right. I can't prove it. I well, have, unless I can. I have the recordings. I, I am the editor. <laughs> You are. Darn. Okay, well, now I've got to go and reverse engineer how this setup works. If I, man, if I remember to go, oh, I'm going to put in a marker. That's what I'll do. That's how things work. Yeah, I'm just going to do, like, the the worst copy and paste job where I just copy my own voice saying zero instead of one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, my favorite thing about Reaper now is that to add a marker, you can just hit M, M, mm-hmm. M and and to to do, to actually get a text field though, you have to do Shift M. Hmm. And and it's like there's all sorts of secret key combos that do random stuff, and I don't know how anybody knows any of this. But you know what still works? M is dangerously space close bar. to the spacebar. <laughs> and spacebar still does what you think it does. <laughs> Uh, it breaks everything <laughs> oh look at that it's almost eight o'clock that means that in theory uh the extra dimension is going to be playing on frogtown community radio but i have no idea which episode is going to be playing is it random no it's just that like they were having technical problems for the longest time and i got just so like jaded with the whole thing that i was like i'm not even gonna fucking bother putting a new episode in their folder uh every week you know until they get their shit sorted out and so 
I don't even remember which one is in the folder. I think it randomly selects from like previous episodes that it has played in the past if like the one that's in the folder isn't a different one than yeah. last week. Yeah. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. That's good. I like that. That's good. Um, you know, if we were ever really bored one day and we had like infinite money, we could set up our own endless stream. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We're not going to do that. Yeah. Be like the um, chill, chill hip hop radio or whatever that YouTube yeah. is always trying to recommend to me. I listen me. to that all the time. Do you? It's great. Is it great? Yeah. Okay. I've never it checked it out. <laughs> it's great because so all of them sound the same. Uh-huh. Like there's there's like 50 of them. They all sound the same. They only play like 30 second clips from wherever they're sampled from. Okay. Because they probably don't want to do real attribution or whatever legal al- legalities <laughs> that would revolve around actually having ownership of that music. So they only play like 30 seconds of each song thing. It's not really a song. It's more of just noise. Like there's it, and it's perfect. Like you don't have to be invested in it. You don't get to know anything about it. It's perfect. Alrighty. <clears throat> Yep, that's right. I suppose, yeah, we can uh, probably say goodbye to the Fringe, and then... Goodbye, uh, Andrew Bailey. Goodbye, Ian Arbuck. Oh, wait. Uh. And then I'll start, <laughs> like, converting this MP3 into MP4, and then... Oh, I should make a Google Drive folder so you can upload a wave of your end of this recording up to that there. That is correct, and I will give it to you when you make that yes. Drive folder and tell me where it is. Okay, bye, Ian Arbuck, on the recording. Okay, so do we want to try this again? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> or do we want to do the clap thing first? Um, yeah, yeah, let's do the clap thing at the beginning this time. Okay, 45? Uh, sure. Cool. Okay, I totally had to guess that because it went right from 46 or 44 to 46. <laughs> yeah, I noticed uh I I had a little like the the browser rendering had a jump there a few seconds beforehand for me. All right. We'll assume that is uh accurate enough. Yeah, you know. Who knows. Um okay, so this is totally take number one with Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let me put in a little start marker. Man, we're, there's not even going to be a freaking fringe for this, is there? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Like, have you seen um, the the new series that Ryan and uh, Matt started? No, I haven't. So yeah, Wait, Matt's, Matt's doing Matt's doing podcasts now. Yeah, Matt's back on the on the network. Um, so he just started doing a like coding boot camp program at the University of Minnesota, um, and so they're they're doing like a little limited run series where once a week, you know, they they uh, talk about okay, what well, what did you do in the last week? What you know, how did it go? Um, and like the the first two episodes. Um, you know, I, I was asking Ryan, like, okay, like, is, are there going to be fringes for this, you know, for the purposes of me numbering my fringes that are coming up in the future? And, and he was like, yeah, yeah, we recorded fringes. And then like a minute later, he's like, I don't know what I did with those. I don't, how did I lose and, them? And, and, and by I recorded fringes, I mean, I didn't record fringes. I, I, th- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But also, like, at the same time, I was listening through the first episode while I was also, like, you know, um, putting together, you know, the, the um, uh, all the iTunes information so that I could um, submit it to all the different directories and whatnot. And I asked Ryan, I was like, so, okay, do you think is Matt going to be able to, like, keep this uh, non-explicit? And then, like, the very next word that Matt said in the episode that I was listening to was <laughs> dumbass. And I'm like... Oh, well, I guess that's a no. <laughs> so I can't... I, I wonder what those fringes would have been like. Uh, okay, so let's uh, get this party started. This is the after party, I guess. <laughs> Where the real party starts. <laughs> uh, okay, so here we have Andrew Bailey, who's the host of Control Structure here on uh, the Nexus Network. 
Uh, he's going to, he, he always uh, likes to remind us that every day is International Backup Awareness Day. So, Andrew, what is your backup strategy like? Uh, so, yeah, and then later on, you know, we got uh, CDRs and CD burners. So we could, you know, back up things, albeit selectively, you know, say your great American novel that you're working on, you would <laughs> use a CDR for that. Um, you know, but uh, bigger things like music collections might be a little bit difficult and, you know, more frequently changing things like uh, your video game saves uh, mm-hmm. might be a little bit difficult and who knows where they're stored. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, and then, you know, later on, people upgraded computers, and some people kept the old ones around. So, you had a network growing uh, in your home, uh, maybe, if, uh, you know, if people figured out how to wire them up, or throw an Ethernet card into one, or whatever. Yeah, and, and I mean, naturally, you kind of start to acquire other computers that are in different categories, like you probably have a desktop, and then, oh, look, let's get a laptop so that we can take, you know, take our work with us wherever we go, and, and so, it just it grows from there. Yep, uh, which was, you know, a great, you know, idea, you know, you have a few computers, you have a few hard drives around, uh, and then USB two essentially came around came around and everyone had well everyone uh some people started getting external hard drives so that was good mm-hmm. so you know at this point people have several computers in their house and you know could have you know external uh, backup uh yeah i may have mentioned that uh wrong before but it's gigabytes <laughs> I, I remember in high school when I was super proud of myself for doing the uh, Dropbox like um, what, what did they call that it was like it was like a scavenger hunt right and in order to earn more more storage and I got up to like 15 gigabytes in there and I'm like oh I'm the, I'm the coolest kid <laughs> yeah and like don't they do that for free now uh, I'm not sure but like yeah it's I mean it, it pales in comparison to like you know the the amount of storage that I could have for free in most other services. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to clap a bunch of times because that would confuse me. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, Let's see, was there... See, I'm, now I'm glad that you wrote all this down because I'm like, wait, was there anything that we talked about last time that I wanted to also like bring up this time? <laughs> I don't think there was. I think I think we got it. Yeah, uh, I kind of left out like the you know back in the '90s, no one did this. Yeah, like, I liked I liked the truncated version of that. <laughs> and hopefully, there was less ums and uhs in there. Yeah, it turns out sometimes. Um, Recording things twice it can be good. <laughs> yes. Oh man. And I, I, uh, yeah, it's to, recording things twice can be good, except for when it's, it's a, an audio book and you like are kicking yourself for messing something up the first time. I had the latest chapter that I published uh I had to record it 3 times I think because like the first time I accidentally had audacity set to to be taking in the wrong microphone and so it was just the totally shit quality. <laughs> and then the second time I somehow instead of saying like linear regression I said linear regressive and didn't and didn't even notice it like you know i make lots of mistakes as i go through that's natural but i put in a marker whenever i make a mistake so i can you know just say that sentence over again and then edit out the wrong one um i didn't catch that while i was recording and so i had to go back and like record that paragraph again dumb okay yeah i'm trying to fix that uh Oh, bash script on my blog there. <laughs> if I can figure out how Markdown works. 
I love Markdown. Ryan, uh, while while talking about the CMS version 3.0 for the Nexus TV, uh, he was talking about like, oh yeah, maybe we can just do a Markdown editor instead of you know having to have full HTML. Um, and then I think we kind of squashed that by starting to use um, description lists <laughs> as as our like scheme for presenting timestamps and stuff uh, in show notes, huh. and and so I don't think description lists are included in Markdown, so that that's not feasible. Yeah, that I think that's like the second you know biggest improvement that I've ever done on my blog. Is having having a Markdown editor? Yeah, or nice. at least authoring my posts in Markdown. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, wrapping uh, p tags around all your paragraphs gets very annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the first one being the search function. <laughs> I love that. Mm-mm-mm. So yeah. If you hit refresh on the uh, on the improved backups and backup tips, uh huh. Oh oh, it's uh, scrollable now. Yeah. There we go. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, when you said scrambled, I just thought, oh, like there's a whole bunch of the text that's wrong. No, you meant that it just wasn't interpreting your new lines. Yeah. Your horizontal breaks or whatever they're called. Yeah. If I... Nope, okay. <laughs> that uh, that element has a maximum width. Got it. Yeah. I was like, if I've got this 27-inch monitor here and I just, you know, make the browser window as wide as my screen, what will happen? <laughs> will I no longer have a scroll bar? Mm, nope. Yeah. I, I kind of hate, uh, like especially in forums that uh, wrap around the uh, like code, mm-hmm. you know, after it exceeds a certain amount, like wraps it around. Okay. That makes it more difficult to read. Uh-huh. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, especially like way old uh, email clients, whenever you did a reply, uh, put in like the <laughs> bracket at, at the first, uh-huh. which after a while you do like four of them, like the next word goes to the next line and after a while, that small line gets its own angle bracket. Yeah, yeah. I, whereas, whereas the other ones have like six. I always dread getting emails from my mom because like she manages to destroy any email thread that she's a part of somehow. And I, I don't understand how she does it. Um, I think, I think a, a lot of it is that she just doesn't know how to make nice groupings of of people in her like contacts list so instead of starting new email threads from scratch she'll just like find an old email thread that includes all of the people that she wants and then like forward them but not quite forward it's i don't know exactly what she does but it's yeah kind of kind of like uh email thread necromancy yeah so then so then my client interprets it as oh this is part of that thread that was already existing so i'll just put it in that thread but then it's got like you know something completely unrelated and then all of the old messages super indented below it (laughs) Uh. yeah i have a lot to teach my mom (laughs) yeah uh let's see occasionally on hacker news i will uh you know, come across, you know, it's like, okay, well, is Linux, you know, good enough for, you know, like, parents to use? Uh, and I'm like, yeah, Linux is mon-proof. Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of distros that have, um, you know, interfaces that make sense and, and come with enough, you know, like, like yeah. Mint comes with a lot of the free software that people would be looking yeah. for. So, yeah. yeah. I, I essentially use Zubuntu everything here and uh my mom's using that as well i put her on that mm-hmm. essentially once i told her that it looks and acts like windows you know from a ui standpoint 
Mm-hmm. Uh, here's Firefox, Thunderbird, Solitaire, and here's how do you turn it off. Like, that's... She was cool with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I am going to stop my recording now. Um, nope, that's that's the.